it's Dan. And I'm Martin. Welcome to Down the Chat Podcast, where we mull and steal about everything and anything. From poops and scoops to unplugging society's constipations, one conversation at a time. This week, we have my good friend, Flo. Welcome, Flo. She is a friend from, I would say from high school. We did meet in high school. We didn't hang out like a lot in high school. And then I think we, we went off to undergrad. We basically just left each other's lives for the period of like high school or end of high school, all of undergrad, and maybe like a couple years after undergrad. And it was almost by coincidence, at least for me, when I was doing my master's at U of T, I was attending a, not really a company kind of event, but like an industry kind of event. And I bumped in Flo, or rather she bumped into me. And yeah, Flo, feel free to jump in with any details from your side. Actually, I'm very interested to hear your side as well. I bumped into her and she was like, I'm trying to remember what she said, what you said exactly, but something along the lines like, oh, hey. And then there was like a, there was actually like a processing time ahead. And I'm like, oh shit, it's Flo. <laughs> it took me a second. And I think Flo, you can attest to no, that. No, it was not like off. that. <laughs> uh, Wasn't it? That was from my memory. No, it was like, I literally, so basically he was at that whatever event and he was like signing people in. I went up to him he was like, oh, hey, what's, what's your name? Or sorry, not what's your name, but he was like, name? I was like, and I said, Flo. Oh, no, actually, no, I didn't say Flo. I was like, you don't you don't remember who I am? And then he just like stared at me. Classic. He was like, oh, hey. You're right. You're right. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. I was I was thinking of another event. I was thinking of the the conference rather than the, the, the smaller event. No, we only but met yes. at that one event. Classic Martin Blunder. No, we only met at one event. No, 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 no. We met at another event. It was at the conference. Oh, afterwards. FITC? Yes. Oh, yeah. But, but I was... messaged you that one time. Yeah, yeah. That was different. That's right. That's and right. No, he no, no. didn't respond to me for I don't know how many days. I was like, oh, this guy doesn't want to, like, talk to me. Wow. <laughs> no, no. We ended up uh, meeting kidding. up and we, we went out for lunch and whatnot. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, goodness, no, he's well. a nice guy. Well, welcome to the podcast. We're so happy to have welcome. you. Thanks for and coming. Thank you. Sure. Definitely. Thanks. This is exciting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I think this week we're diving into kind of the dating and romance areas of our lives. And we're going to be talking about dating apps, culture, and etc. cetera. Uh, before we jump into that, I want to talk about a show I watched recently on Netflix. Have you watched Blink Empire? No, but no. I've heard of it. It's so good. I, I love I it. it. <laughs> I love it. So do you know what it's all about? I heard okay. it's like selling sunsets, but like... Pretty much like the eight like crazy rich Asians combined. Okay, yeah. I just heard about the crazy rich Asians comparison. Except it's more around their like I don't know, they're like the drama and the shit that they get into. Oh, but it's so good. I love it. I've never watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but I'm assuming it's very similar to that, where you're watching these groups of like cr- like crazy rich Asians but real life. But it's a reality show, right? So all this is like uh, these aren't like actors or anything. They're like they're real people. I mean, you kind of kind of going through steps in their lives. And it's super interesting in terms of like seeing how little they value money. It's like, oh yeah, you know, you you want to buy that shirt? It's only like eight thousand dollars. No problem. Slap it on. And there's this guy named Kevin. He's like the poor one of their group. So he's the poor. The yeah. <laughs> he's the token poor guy, but he's really nice. Uh, I like I like it. I like him a lot. Anyways, I digress. They kind of go into a few romances and a little bit of toxic relationships as well. But watch it and come back and we'll talk about it. Either way, I give, I uh, highly enjoyed it. Highly recommend. Do you folks keep up with like reality shows or like like The Bachelor or Bachelorette and things like that? 
like I mean watched like a few clips here and there. But before I was like really into like Terrace House. Oh I love Terrace House. Yeah, I love Terrace House. Oh my what god. Yosina and Noah just got married. No, no way, seriously. They just got married. No, Wait, what? Okay, Who? I got like texts all my friends. I did not know that. Yeah, I checked Reddit. They just got married. I'm so it's like it's crazy because you didn't think Sina would ever like lock it down, right? Even her past yeah. record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, and who? Uh, who does she get married to? Uh, Noah. It's he's like the he's like the he's like the I'm, heir. He's the, the young guy. He's the mixed guy. The pilot. Yeah. Most of the guys are mixed in the show, but he's the one that is like the heir to a some sort of airline yeah. corporation. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm I'm actually the opposite of of you, Dan. I absolutely detest reality shows. With the exception of Terrace House, because I enjoyed, so what I, what I would say the earlier Terrace House too, like the the couple of Tokyo ones were pretty good. Well, sorry, I, I seen one in Tokyo was like boys and girls something mm. in the house or whatever. I watched the Aloha one, so the Hawaii one, mm. and then I watched, I think there was one even before that that I had to find. What I like about Terrace House was that, and this is specific to the earlier seasons. The ones in Tokyo. There was one in Tokyo, and then other parts of Japan, and then the Loa one. Was that it showed more of their struggles in their life, like achieving their goals, whether it's a career goal or whatever. And I enjoyed that, and I got to learn more about them as people, as well as a little bit about Japanese culture too. So, which was well, I mean, they say they're unscripted. I'm pretty sure there's there was some level of scripting involved, at least planning, but. It's better than some of the other really fake and superficial drama that I see in other reality shows, which is why I like Terrace House. But as it progressed, I'm finding more and more of the people, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you guys watch it more closely than I do, but more and more of the, the people who sign up to live in the house, they're like, oh, I just want to find love. And then it just becomes a bunch of like relationship triangles. Oh, this person likes this person, and this person doesn't like this person, and they want to be with this person, so they're jealous, and now there's drama. Then... Then it, it, it's devolving, I think, the show into, into meaningless drama, which I didn't like. It. But that was just my take on it. At least for some of the later. I didn't finish the latest season because I'm like, I don't enjoy this anymore. What do you think, Flo? You know, I, yeah, like I remember I, will, I used to love watching Paris House at work during lunch hours. <laughs> like literally with, with my coworkers and Whoa. a lot but yeah, and then a lot of times we're like, yo, there's other people outside of the house. Why do you have to like limit yourself to this house itself? Yeah. And so I agree with that. Actually, okay, I know I'm going to be a tangent because I brought up the fact that I watched it in my company. But I don't know if you remember those one like scene within Terrace House where w- this guy was doing some acting in some nude movie. Yes. Do you remember yes. that scene? Yeah, I do. I do. So we were freaking watching it at work and our win our like windows was like all glass and then quickly my friend ran to like the door and literally like covered the whole door door with his body <laughs> like, i think even the ceo was like walking by and a lot of times people look in to see what we're watching but yeah that was like oh no wait so they, they look in to see what you're watching but they're not concerned that you're watching a show in the middle of the work day <laughs> Well, it was like, you know, <laughs> we're having lunchtime. It's like, whatever. We just booked a whole meeting room to watch Terrace House. I respect it. I love it. Okay. Are you all caught up on like the recent like, controversy around the show, though? About Hannah? Sort of, yes. Yeah, about I... Hannah. Yeah. It's so unfortunate that you're right. 
I think when it was first conceptualized that it wasn't scripted, or at least it wasn't as like pushed onto the the guests of the house. Mm. But I guess as the show got more and more and more popular on an international scale, that folks were kind of pressurized. Hey, why don't you do this to her? Or why don't you do this? Like they're suggestive. So not, it's not scripted per se, but these folks who are real people are pressured to kind of sell these storylines and sell a story, right? Because there's no story, the show doesn't sell as well, right? The drama aspect. So it becomes more and more fake and superficial. And I think it really took away from a show. But at the same time, the trade-off is that you do get more viewers because people do live for the drama. They live for the applause, as one would say. I, th- I agree with you for sure. I think I'm just a minority in that I don't care about drama. I'm more interested, even if they don't do anything like exciting, if they don't get in like relationship triangles or whatever, but just seeing them try to achieve their goals, I, I personally find that more entertaining. But yeah, no, I also I acknowledge. Sorry? No, I totally agree on that. Cause like, I think the thing is I went to Terrace house in the beginning is because I felt like it wasn't drama crazy compared to like, you know, we talk about Kim Kardashian, all this drama, like, Terrace House, the drama was like, it was more relatable, if anything. And I think like for me going to Terrace House, it was more so about learning about people, learning different perspectives on people. And I think sometimes it's a bit crazy to know like, I I can't remember like different names, like for example, Yuki, right? Like I thought it was like crazy, like how her mindset is just so selfish or different from other people and how you know some people just aren't self-aware of themselves on camera and then there's also people that are literally so dependent on other people like i can't i can't remember all these names but it was like some young chef Mm -hmm. and they made fun of him but because literally he could just make like pasta and broccoli i think oh my god I don't know if you call yourself a chef. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think like there's a lot of wonderful aspects yeah. in Terrace House, such as I think my favorite couple was actually the hockey girl and the yeah. model guy. Subasa. Yeah. Yes. So that was I remember my, them and I like them. Yeah, that was my favorite like season. And I think a lot of us we really liked like me and my friends, we really liked the hockey girl because she was so pure. She was like, you know, tomboy, right? And mm we were really rooting for that model guy and her to get together. But I guess it's interesting because once the booby girl came in, remember the booby girl? Yeah. (laughs) Wait, hold on. What? Did you remember those, like some model car racer girl? And they, you don't remember Martin? I think I vaguely remember this, but if I remember correctly, hockey girl and model guy end up going out and they, they they end up going out. But I just find it really interesting. is because like from me and all my girlfriends were like, his heart is totally going to be stolen by that booby girl. Because the thing is, like... <laughs> oh my gosh, she's called the booby girl. <laughs> Sorry, the I finding just, aspect, I apparently. <laughs> but the thing is, yeah. like, the fact is she, objectively speaking, she is more feminine. Okay. She's cutesy. She's gorgeous. Mm. Right? And I think a lot of times, I think the world that we live in sometimes is more stereotypical. And it's just really interesting, I guess, how our views were like, yeah, I know he's totally get, going to get stolen. But clearly he did not, right? Like yeah, he yeah. clearly yeah. fell for that hockey girl's personality. And so Listen, I just love seeing these different like oh, personalities. Yeah. Mm. Wasn't that model girl, like didn't she turn out to be a bitch? If I remember, it's been a while. Yeah, it was due to her like her insecurity though. 
Yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. It's been a long time. I, I mean, I only vaguely remember. a lot of these people go on a show, while some do generally want to find romance, others are there more for the PR so that they get casted on other things or modeling gigs mm-hmm. later on. In terms of Sebastian and Xion, they broke up afterwards, which sucks. But what's uh. more interesting is like the whole weed controversy, right? So apparently Xion was found with weed in his apartment and mm-hmm. he's been res- he's been arrested. So I think his career in Japan is over because just from Reddit oh, commentary, shit. that if you're caught with any sort of substance, you're like everyone drops you like a, like a rock, and you're not you're pretty much blacklisted everywhere, which I sucks think... because I don't think like like while I don't smoke myself, it's just like I think it's more of a recreational thing. So it's, it's it kind of sucks that his career is so like it's just got a tank because of this little thing. I think it's like that in Korea too. Like I I remember yeah. some reading somewhere about was it GD hmm. from Big Bang. He had caught a pot or something, right? Mm. Uh, yeah. Something yeah. like that. M- yeah. Maybe I'm making this up, but I-, I swear I heard about this from somewhere. And he got in so much shit because they take like drug use very, very, very seriously yeah. there. These yeah, East Asian countries tend to like yeah. their their models, pop stars, icons all have to be you know this pristine, perfect image, and yeah. it's so much pressure. It's great oh, yeah. like on paper, but you know behind the scenes is like it's almost abusive, if not abusive. But hey, you you gotta you gotta make you gotta hustle to make it work, right? To make that living and make the make the coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that sucks. They broke up. They that just makes me so sad. I mean. I- Mostly relationships just don't last, right? Because it's yes. all mostly for the camera. Again, selling exactly. the selling the storyline. But you know, if you had the opportunity to go on a terrace esque house, let's say Toronto house, for example. <laughs> <laughs> but but hypothetically there was or or let's say, I don't know, somewhere more yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, somewhere more foreign, like Tobermory House. You know, so you're not just the Hatchet City. Would you go on the opportunity to, to like find love or like just to find yourself, I guess? and like recluse yourself to like a isolated space it's funny you brought that up because today me and my friend were chatting actually no we even chatted a few days ago but we brought it up again today we were actually talking about going to calgary and getting a house and getting like-minded people together and living together in quarantine oh my god together. that sounds so much fun i feel like it's just going to be like it's just an idea but is this fun. like is this like a summer kind of project or do you plan to do that for like a year i don't know maybe for however covid is i guess per se until Uh we get that vaccine i don't know i have no clue but it might not actually happen so so in that sense i would like without the camera you're just talking like literally like living together right Uh not reality show purposes same i would i would do it i'd be interested just not for romance purposes but just in terms of if there was like a personal project that i wanted to explore or a certain hobby that i wanted to explore and I think it would just be interesting just to live with other people. I don't want to do it for the like in front of a camera though, because if there's a camera involved, I'm outy. Like nope, because I don't want that kind of public presence. I don't want to get like scrutinized. So how about you? yeah, I would. I really do appreciate like how much growth a person could have. Right, not everyone grows on a show certainly, but I do appreciate how people do grow. They learn, and you know, they just develop themselves as an individual. It was really interesting to see in terms of how people, different people resolve different issues because these are all very real life situations. While things aren't scripted and they are pressured on, things are pressured onto them, the way they resolve problems are probably how they probably would resolve problems in real life. So it was really interesting to see like different ways of resolving problems. And I found that a lot of times they're just kind of talking things out, which I did appreciate because then that's kind of how I want to resolve my own issues, right, with people and, you know, it's an area of focus. In short, though, to answer your question, yeah, I would. I think it would be really interesting. Perhaps not in Canada where we're so 
you know, attuned to, you know, our own like culture and the way we do things as a society. But perhaps, you know, if there's a space elsewhere where they draw in folks from all over the world as international, that'd be kind of interesting. I would totally explore that option. I was actually going to mention something like that. And sorry, Flo, but it's just because if it's only within Canada or especially somewhere like Toronto, I just imagine like back to the undergrad days where I just had four other roommates essentially. And I don't want to do that because that, that, like, if I think about it in, from that perspective, me and four roommates in almost like an undergrad style, like student housing, that does not sound Like, were um, you rooming with girls and guys? So the roommates that I picked were actually like friends from, from high school. And so in that case, that was fine. The only time when there was more trouble is when they had to go on co-op. And so they got a sublet. And it's I got some pretty bad rando roommates that I did not enjoy at all. So in that regard, I don't know if, if I would necessarily do it within Toronto in that sense. But if like what you said, Dan, if there was like people from around the world. Sorry, Flo, you're going to say something. I was going to say, like, in terms of the idea, though, of living in a house with other people and comparing it to the in terms of romance for romance compared to like the dating apps now, would it actually be more successful putting people in the same house than on the app? Hmm. Because like, I feel like nowadays within the app, people think that there's quote unquote a lot of options in a way. And so it's a lot easier that if something occurred, like a not even problem, but you quickly see a little, little small deal breaker. They're out. You don't even talk about the problems. They're out. And you skip to the next person. But in a way, it's just like as you're hopping towards like the next person, next person, you might have actually missed out on a chance that one of those people could have been long term, but you just didn't stick around long enough to really see the qualities in a person and see whether or not you two would actually make good teammates in solving problems together mm-hmm. whereas when you're living together you're also able to see long term whether later on your living like lifestyle would be similar to one another mm-hmm. and also how they would also collaborate or communicate with people out, like around the house as well mm-hmm. that you know exactly what their character would be like mm-hmm. that's a good perspective i think that's totally valid yeah if there was a house not recorded, of course, but like just like a space where folks come together looking for romance. I think that is interesting, right? You kind of jump to Endgame, almost to get a little preview of Endgame immediately. Are you able to co-function together? Even if it's on a little bit more of a superficial level, it does give you a glimpse into their habits and whether, you know, you can jive with that or it's like, nah, this is completely not for me. And this kind of really flows nicely in terms of our previous uh, topic within our friend. We're just talking about living with friends and others and how some of our like deal breakers in terms of living with somebody. What are some of your deal breakers when it comes to like people flow? Like living with someone or... Yeah, living with people and just like, I guess even on dating apps, if you're on them, like what would be some of your like, like instant, nah, we're, we're done. It's, it's funny saying this because I've met someone with a lot of deal breakers, but for some reason it's not getting into my head right now. I think Martin remembers the deal breakers a lot. I think I remember some. Yeah, I would say if you are very closed-minded... It's a very general thing, but if you're close-minded, that's a huge deal-breaker. Mm. Yeah. So it's like, is it something like, oh, I don't want a vaccine. Why don't you want a vaccine? Because it's against my religion. Is that what you mean by close-minded? I think, like, it's it's fine to have, like, different perspectives. But I don't think it's fine if they believe that they are firmly right and they try shoving that 
thought down your throat. I think that isn't fine. And I think them not acknowledging your perspective and actually thinking through it is a deal breaker. Because I think what's important, it's like in order to grow as a person, it's relatively very important to bounce ideas or thoughts off each other and then kind of really think things through and then expand your knowledge that way. And I don't know, I think like this world, there's there's a lot going on in this world. And I think if we continue to stay our own little bubbles, like, yeah, we're, none of us are going to grow that way in terms mm. of emotional intelligence as well. Yeah. I think Definitely. I agree with that strongly. I think it makes so much sense that you need to be able to have this open line of communication with one another to just better understand and just just like to deepen that chemistry. However, I think in in today's kind of culture and society where cancel culture is like prevalent, it's everywhere in every aspect of your life, you have to tread so carefully because everywhere you walk is a piece of thin ice. I find myself that in my work setting that I kind of have to double think everything I say and do because I work in environments where there's people from different walks of life and there's just so many lines in place where it's like it really is like walking on eggshells. So I agree open line communication having the open mind is so important at the same time you know it's just like we have our bubbles but it's so much I feel like there's so much pressure to there's so much out there that's kind of restraining me from kind of treading outside of this bubble. That's kind of my thoughts on it. Not to say I don't agree with you. It's just like, as you can see why folks are kind of hesitant to step out of their comfort zone to kind of try and like open themselves to different things. So I, Sorry, what was that? you In the beginning, you said something culture. What was that culture? Cancel. Can, cancel culture. I never heard of that term before. Oh, okay. So cancel culture is essentially like, this is more for like influencers and social media. But let's say I'm streaming something on Twitch and mm-hmm. I got so angry at this 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 guy on the game I'm playing, I call him the FN, FN N-word. That would not fly with the viewership, right? That's not culturally or socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. So what folks would tend, tend to do is that they will probably flood my social media with negative uh, feedback, commentary, tell others to unsubscribe from my channel and just trying to kill my presence in society. So to cancel somebody is like to try to erase them from social media, from from fame, essentially, to just kind of rip them off. Any any digital presence, really. Yeah. Or even physical sometimes, to be honest. And I mean, there's also Robinhood recently. We thought, want to think about the GameStop fiasco. Robinhood is a is a brokerage, essentially, that sells stocks. Considered a budget broker because they have, they have low fees. Uh, but recently with the whole GameStop thing, they pretty much limited people from buying shares of GameStop. So pretty much manipulating the market and not allowing for free, like free purchasing abilities, which is like mm-hmm. the whole point of the marketplace. Like it's buy, buy, buy or sell is your free choice to do so. So they're getting canceled right now in the sense that people are leaving them negative one-star reviews on the app stores. People are moving the money away from their brokerage. They're simply saying, nah, Robinhood, you suck now. Uh, you are a disgrace to your fame's sake. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the gist of cancel culture. It can really go from different aspects of your life even between friends right let's say this friend is like a complete jerk they he, he or she or they just cheated on somebody and they did it in a really complete asshole way we're gonna cancel them by cutting them off from our social network we're not gonna talk to them anymore so even between your friend groups you could technically cancel somebody mm-hmm. yeah. well i think like by then it's just down to morals and values yeah i, I guess like what i really mean by I guess, open-mindedness is being able to hear someone now or empathize with their perspective in life 
and acknowledge it. I feel like sometimes like with some people with a very strong personality, they treat every discussion like it's a debate Mm -hmm. when it should be just as a discussion. Because I think even relationships, like how I view relationships, friendship, whatever, it's a two-way game where it's more of being a team player with each other and having that end goal of, I guess, harmony or whatever your actual goal is in life. Yeah, I think that is what is important. Mm. I was thinking about what you were saying earlier and about being open-minded and how sometimes it's it's kind of, I guess, risky in a way because of you have to walk in eggshells and so on. But I feel like that's people or the person on the other side not being open-minded to you as well. Mm. Like you might have said something and you might not have meant it in an offensive way. Mm-hmm. And regardless of whether that person did or did not get offended, they should at least try to be more open-minded and, and try to understand, right, from your perspective, oh, did you mean it in, like, an actual uh, harmful way? Or is it something that you just didn't know or accidentally misspoke, right? Because that's that can happen, and nobody's perfect. And it's okay if we make mistakes, right? Mm. But, yeah, just an interesting point. Mm. For sure. I think part of the phenomenon with dating apps is that <clears throat> there is a larger pool to choose from. And I think with societal pressure within you know in terms of getting married locked down by 30 asap right i think the accepted norm is that don't waste your time on people as soon as you find something wrong with them right just jump on the next one because it's a number a numbers game because you just say you dedicate a month or two on this person and it's like oh it didn't work out because i spent too much time on them you know this could have time could have spent someone else I think it does suck that dating culture is so, it's so superficial, I guess. Is that the right word? That we're just jumping, we're, we're bunny hopping between one another. And like you said, just like, I mean, at a sign of red flag, you know, it's like, all right, out, next, moving on. I think that is dating app, right? That's where you see people go see each other left, right, and center. Mm. They're just flipping right, left, right, left. And most times they leave people on red, et cetera. But, you know, what, what are the alternatives? I think we were, before we started, we kind of talked about bar culture a little bit, right? Bars, A, we're not going to bars right now because of COVID, but B, you know, bars is like walking up to some a stranger in a bar might have been socially acceptable 30 years ago, but now if you walk up to someone, it's like, hey, how's it going? You know, it's kind of creepy. Yeah, now right? you're a creep. <laughs> right? <laughs> and... And, and like even in society, you know, if a man walks up to a woman, it's like, yo, uh, are you uh, are you a predator? Are you trying to hurt, hurt me in some way? It, it, I don't know. It's like, is it like it is what it is right now? And I think we all recognize that. But it's like, what what's the alternative to to change or maybe adjust this phenomenon that's going on? Mm-hmm. Interesting question. That is really cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I feel like you would have some thoughts on this, but I have my own thoughts. How to change this culture? Well, I did think of like. Yeah. You know, maybe the best way is to maybe go to fitness classes or party classes. You can, like, I did think about these things because what are the most natural way of meeting someone? But then the problem with that is you don't know who's single and who's taken. <laughs> which is, which is fair. That's definitely, that's definitely true. I remember yeah. those, like, long, long, long time ago, I, I met this one guy that I really, really, really vied with, like, yeah it usually never happens to me but i just met this guy where i just wanted to get to know a lot more and i didn't know until much much later through a friend he was actually engaged 
Well, <laughs> I didn't know because he didn't have a ring on. Because yeah. when the first time I was engaged, it's usually the woman, right? So it's like even oh. like these things, it's like you don't you don't know. Did he know that you were like kind of somewhat interested? No, it's it's funny because if anything, I felt like he would approach me a lot. Hmm. But I guess it was like out of like a friendly, maybe brotherly. I don't know, but. Anyways, so, it doesn't really matter. So he was just friendly, but came off as flirty. No, I wouldn't say he came off as flirty. It's just I was very attracted to uh, his welcoming presence or, you know, his energy. I think, yeah. like, that's always something that's really attractive in a person and mm-hmm. someone that, you know, seems like they're excited to see you. And Wow. Well, I'm sorry that didn't work out, but I hope it didn't end in drama either. Oh, no, no. There was, like, totally no drama. Like, once did, I found did, out. Did you, like, clear this up with him later on? Or just, like, you just kind of left it alone? No, no, no. I, I was literally just attracted to him. And then we talked back and forth. But it wasn't, like, like oh, you know. Okay. It didn't go anywhere. No, it didn't go anywhere. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. I like that. So, on the line of clubs and, like, I don't know, activities. But I was just thinking more, like, meetups. Okay. Is there a way we can encourage or promote meetups as a way to just either a just hang out and do a social activity together again COVID aside but also as a as the the more I guess natural way of meeting people for for dating purposes too um I mean there's an app called literally called meetups where you could look up different exactly exactly you just don't know if they're taken or not though that's definitely a case but I think part of not knowing is because we're also not engaging in those conversations. I think it's like a, it's such an eloquent kind of dance where they kind of just dance around the question. Hopefully you can draw the information, but when you don't draw it out, it's just like, you know, it's just like, it's an endless guessing game. Mm. So I guess part of not knowing if someone is dating or not dating is, is like folks inability to just kind of be forward with one another. What do you think are some consequences of saying, hey, are you single? I'm uh, ready to mingle. None of those words. <laughs> uh, I'm just imagining you dating in a bar. He's going to... <laughs> but like, what do you think? You know, why do you think some folks, like even on dating apps, I'm sure there's a lot of dancing around the questions. Mm. What do you think are some reasons and from your experiences? Why do you think folks are like less motivated to be forward with people i think it's we created this problem oh we as in the people i think it was it was created by us and i don't know how exactly it started or when it started but i think over time like these kind of things became more like not really a social taboo or as that severe but something that's just like oh that's such a weird question or or awkward question to ask uh instead of uh encouraging or continuing that mindset from back then Maybe, again, like you said, not in those words exactly, and it might not be the first thing you ask the person. Right. Uh, maybe you just, first of all, just introduce yourself, you know, be friendly. Right? Yeah. Just be like, hey, my name is Martin. Um, I don't know. I'm from so from wherever, and I do this as a job and talk first. But then if the question comes up, it's like, oh, to be honest, I'm actually single and I'm looking for, I don't know, potential partner. And then just carry it from there. Yeah, but... Does it like? Does it have to be awkward? Personally, I don't find it that awkward, but I can't speak on behalf of everyone, right? So, I think it's it's, it's just a social creation. So I think this is more of a. I think we need a, like what what do you think from the girl's perspective? What do you what do you mm. think if some guy says, "Hey, uh, I'm kind of single," 
I'm kind of looking for a relationship right now. Uh, so thought you were gonna say it again. I want to know if you're single. And what, what, what would like I say, even in person or dating app, how would you? What are some of your thought processes if someone's come, some guy came up to you and like kind of asked you those questions, whether on app or in person? Well, I would assume no one would ask that on the app because everyone on the app should be single. Fair. Okay, so but in person then. If it was in person, I like this is my thoughts. I I think it's a bit. Well, first off, I think no matter what you say, you should own it with confidence. Because if you sound a bit hesitant or whatnot and not confident, then it just, it makes it feel awkward. Mm-hmm. And I think it would probably give you a more negative, not a negative impression is not the word. It's just mm-hmm. everyone wants a confident person and mm-hmm. someone that seems sure of themselves, right? But I think uh, as our approach is rather than saying, oh, I'm single and I'm looking for a relationship. For me, I feel like it should just straight up be, hey, do you have a boyfriend? Okay. Like not yeah. even saying I'm single, I'm looking for someone. I think that puts a lot of pressure. Okay. I think it should literally just downright be like, hey, do you have a boyfriend? Okay. Or hey, so are you like, single? Would you, super straight to the point. Would you point. be okay if someone came up and asked you that? Yeah. Okay. But I, at the same time, it obviously should not be from the beginning. Like if, if you say that to me in the beginning or near the beginning, it's like, you don't even really know me yet. Right. Yeah. But I would appreciate it more if we've had a conversation and then at the end, very end of the conversation, then you ask me, Hey, I have, I really enjoy our talk. I just want to ask like, are you single? And then ask for my phone number. I think I would appreciate that. It feels like there's a lot of confidence and you've also gotten to know me at the same time. And even me, myself, I'm able to see whether or not our conversation actually flows. Hmm. That's, uh, I think those are, those are some fair points. Hmm. How about a girl uh, approaching you guys? <laughs> yeah, I want to hear your point of view, Dan. Well, my point of view is very complicated. But okay. But I would if, say, yeah, I, I, would, I would echo that. I would echo yeah. that, right? Yeah. If someone asked if I'm single, I'd be like, yeah, I am. But it's like, how do you eloquently put turn someone down? It's like, even I am single. It's like, yeah, I'm single. I'm just lying to you. <laughs> you know? It's like... It's like... Is that your technique? No. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just not into you? Just confidently say it. No. It's like... So, A, the person asking is fearing rejection. But a person on the receiving end also has a pressure to kind of... They're now in a position where they have to so softly, like, let you go without hurting somebody, which is mm. very difficult when they're interested in you and you're saying, yeah, uh, I am. But, you know, like, I think one of the easiest things to say is I'm not, I'm not looking for a relationship right now. That's probably the easiest thing to say, but I also think it's also not as believable just because it's such a, it feels like cliche. You know what I mean? Mm. The thing is, like... Like, I know a lot of people actually fear or feel bad giving rejection, but I'm on the opposite end where I don't feel bad at all. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't feel bad at all. Yeah. Damn, um, so. No, it, it's because... Breaking hearts left and right. And no, it, it's more so... <laughs> I just think it's more important that if you don't feel some way to another, it's important to just quickly cut it off for their benefit as well Mm. so that because i think sometimes if someone likes you they like to create this hope in their mind Mm. right 
so no matter what you say it's like they'll be like oh maybe there's a chance right mm. but you know for to save their time and their heart better off just tell them straight forwardly like like thinking about like oh what's a great like a softer way of putting them down like if you think about it soft or not it's still a rejection and it's still gonna hurt so you might as well just say it straightforwardly so what if i let's just simulate hey flo uh, i'm into you do you have a boyfriend how, how will you turn me down i would say like okay fine okay if i don't really know you <laughs> okay let, let's say let's say we have a conversation let's say it was after this podcast uh, guys we've had like I'm what, about, like 30 minutes chatting or whatever together? It's actually you guys like 50, are, aren't actually. Comfortable? Head, head, head over heels. Well, I think we should date. Well, how will you turn me down? I'll be like, oh, sorry. I'm... I'm... <laughs> I hate this so awkward. <laughs> okay, I will... Yeah, I will use that line. Like, yeah, I'm not looking for a relationship. So. <laughs> Dang it, Flo. You built yourself up, you know, it's like, wow, she's so respectable. She's going to like, you know, get to the point. And even if it kind of sucks, she's going to be honest and, and forward and upfront with somebody. Well, and then you go and say that, oh, I'm not looking for a relationship. You <laughs> okay, took the cop out answer. No, there's two different things. Okay. If it was, if they're friends asking me, like if my friends, I would straight up tell them, I don't see you that way at all okay, i only okay. see you as a friend and i don't see you any more than that and i think even there was another time when i had a friend that i could clearly tell liked me yeah. and all my friends could tell that he liked me and yeah. but he wasn't confessing like he wasn't telling me how he felt hmm. right and it got to a point where it felt really uncomfortable because i didn't like distancing myself from them because I think it was just too obvious and it got to a point where I couldn't take it anymore so I messaged him and I was like hey I have a question for you and he was like yeah what is it and I was like you don't see me more as a friend right and then he said I see potential and I was like oh okay I'm I'm like I appreciate that but I just want to know I don't see you that way and I thought I should let you know because I realized sometimes I'm, I'm a bit friendly so I just really don't want to give you or anyone the wrong message and then that was it and we're still really close right now so okay so you took it well yeah good on you yeah that, that is that is super respectable i think that's uh that's great i think saying i don't see you that way is fair i think that is probably one of the better ways of like turning someone away i think when you say i'm not ready for a relationship i feel like that line leaves some sort of opening for future it's like oh so not not right now but in like a month right Mm. so i think in terms of saying hey i just don't see you that way i'm sorry i think we can just be friends but i'm okay with also not being friends if that's not something we can handle so the so how i was imagining when you asked me that was literally imagining us in a bar right (laughs) if you are anywhere so you talking to me and saying me saying i don't oh i don't really i'm not looking for a relationship my mindset is already like I'm never going to see you again. Okay. Okay. Would would that would it be different if I was say like like Martin is to you like a closer friend? Mm-hmm. Yeah, then I'll say I don't see you that way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's say like cuz dating within friend circles is you know, it's, it's quite common. I think we we can agree on that. What would you do in terms of like let's say you broke up and there's just this really awkward tension that we you two just can't shake off? How would you address that situation? 
if I was in a group with. So let's say there's a group dynamic. You and another person are you're both part of that group dynamic. Mm-hmm. You broke up. You dated for you dated. You saw each other, or you didn't even date. Either way, there's like tension now because there's some sort of rejection or separation between the two of you, and it just seems like even after a certain amount of time, you can't shake it off. How would you address the situation? I probably won't force it. You would just like kind of let the tension just sit there in the group. Like I mean, if it's like really bothering, then like, like I would yeah, I would go up to that person and be like, hey, um you know let me hear your thoughts or whatnot and like talk it out because i don't like that tension that's going between both of us mm. but mm. i mean on most cases like i think for yourself it's like if he doesn't want to talk about it then i don't think you should force it mm. if anything you don't have control over his feelings but you have control over your own feelings mm. and you have control whether or not you feel awkward or not I think it's really all the mindset. If you feel awkward, it's definitely going to feel awkward. Hmm. You don't need two people feeling awkward. If he wants to feel awkward or whoever, or you, if you, that, or maybe for you, like for that girl, like if they want to feel awkward, then they themselves can be awkward on their own. Hmm. Kind of thing. I think I would agree with, with your approach as well. I think that makes sense. Like if it's something that you feel like you could try to work out, then, then maybe you guys can talk and, but then to, like it's that scenario, Dan. If if you feel you can't work it out, then it's like, then yeah, you know, it is what it is. You can't control the other person's like thoughts or feelings. If you tried, right? Assuming you you know you made a good attempt, you tried to work it out, didn't work, then then yeah, it is what it is. Like I don't think it's worth sacrificing your friendship with the rest of the group. So yeah, I think I would agree with that too. Why don't we pivot a little bit? Hmm. What are your thoughts yeah. of actually? being locked down by 30 like do you think i think 30 is kind of the magic number especially for girls who are like girls who are looking forward to having uh natural children or their own children rather or just adoption or other other uh, uh or traditional means of pregnancies rather you know do, what do you think of that magic number because after 30 the uh, the percentages of birth deformities and issues exponentially rises is it wrong for folks to try to aim for that number or is it better to kind of be certain of every single aspect and kind of take the risk moving to the thirties? So I, I'd love to get your perspective flow, but as like a sidebar, I feel like after I learned about these kind of things and these kind of like risks associated with, you know, giving birth when, when the woman's older, I went and I shared it with a bunch of my friends who were girls and they all thought I was weird. And they all thought I was a grandpa. You're like, oh my God, you just sound like some Asian grandpa. Like, what the hell? Get out of here. <laughs> so that was fun for me, but I still do it anyways. Yeah. Okay. Sidebar over. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I just, I don't know why. I just felt like it's I had to share that really, story. Yeah. It's actually Go-go. really, really funny because I, I didn't start going on the dating app until what? This pandemic started. Mm. To be honest, it wasn't until very recently I literally never thought about the number. I think I I am thankful enough that I don't live in a traditional Asian household. So my parents don't even care if I get married or not. Mm. Um, as long as I'm happy. Mm. But that's definitely that's not really the case for a lot of my friends. But actually, recently, I started thinking about age because I met this guy. And he definitely does not want kids. Mm. Right. 
And for me, I never thought about having kids, but I never thought about not having kids. <laughs> hmm. And, you know, in the beginning, I was like, it's okay. It's whatever. Like in my head, I'll be like, I was like, I can like do short term with this dude. I don't really care. Right. But then my friend kind of reminded me and was like, no flow. You, you have a time limit in a sense. She was like, if the more you spend time on this guy, your time is running out. And the fact is, after 30, there might be complications with having kids. And the thing is, like, and she said, like, later on, even if you don't decide to have kids, it doesn't matter. The fact is, as you grow older and you waste more time on this guy and it doesn't work out, you're naturally going to age. Guys don't necessarily have an age limit. They can just go for a younger girl. But you yourself can't, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought she kind of put that into perspective for me. But anyways, going back to the question of the age thing, I would, me now thinking more about kids, I would still risk it just because I am more scared of getting married to the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. Because if you get married to the wrong dude, you are pretty much screwed. And I think even your kid's future will also be hit as well and i think more important it's like it's really important to find that right person build a happy family in a sense or find that one person where you can work things out together because you two also need the same roles and values so that you know what to bring down to your kids there's no point in having kids that way if you two aren't emotionally stable yourself have the same roles and values and at the same time you two both need to be financially ready too yeah, those are definitely important conversations to have prior to, you know, marriage. And I, you know, even with our friend, some of our friends, well, not our friend circle per se, but some friends I know, they're just kind of jumping to this marriage and don't have these conversations. And it's just so scary because... That's, yeah, that's really scary. Because divorce rates are so incredibly high. And... 50% in North America. Yeah, it's ridiculously it's insane. high. And I think... Even between friends, finance is such a hard topic to talk about. Just like that alone, among other things, right? Kids is another facet. When you don't have these conversations, and you don't get a clear picture, and that's where I think a lot of these problems come in, is that you don't have a full picture going in, and there's just this unopenness between one another or between the parties uh, and sharing, and then you just get into this huge mess later on. But it is hard to have these conversations. It's not easy. Not all of us are capable of just like being so direct and like firm with each other gets intimidating it's hard but I, I agree with you i think it is worthwhile to just wait i mean from a guy's perspective again like you said it there, our, our our timer is much more elongated in uh, a woman's biologically and yeah we do have a lot more time on our hands um but i do agree that waiting longer is probably worth the risk and uh you know just to ensure that you have a ha- higher chance of a uh, successful natural birth as possible i I agree too, but I guess my take is a little bit different in that I think it is. So I agree on the side that uh, you should definitely spend the time and effort to make sure your um, your partner is like going to be the person that you're willing to have kids with. Hundred percent agree with that. I just get nervous when when you're starting to get like 31 and then 32 and then 33 and you know, like each year goes by, but years can go by pretty fast. Right. And the next thing you know, you're like 34 and you're like, okay, I'm ready now or 35. Mm -hmm. And then bam. I mean, 
cross my fingers, knock on wood, hopefully that doesn't happen, but you might have a child that has, who's on the spectrum or who has Down syndrome or so on. And then you're left in a really tough spot for both yourself, your partner, uh, and that, that child's life, right? So I guess to kind of address that, then start early when thinking about a partner, like seriously. I think the issue, the core issue, is that people aren't starting to think about these kind of things early enough. Human relationships are one of the most difficult things to navigate on this planet and one of the most difficult things to understand. I would argue it's more difficult than like neuroscience or whatever, astrophysics or whatever shit, because it's so complex and it's there's so much unknown, so much like variables in play. Uh, so start early. Yeah, if you're I... going to want to have a family, and again, it's not an easy decision uh, to come across, but start thinking about these things early, start trying to explore or determine or discover, like, what do you want in a long-term partner earlier, instead of just playing around. And then, oh, boom, now you're 28 or 29. Oh, shit, all my friends are getting married. Oh, some of them have kids. Okay, what do I do? Okay, you, married, bam, children. Okay, oh, divorce. Because yeah. that's that's the trend that's happening right now. Yeah, I I know of a couple that uh, has had a decade relationship. And from early in the, in the, in the conversation, in the relationship, one has always been vehemently against having children. The other was like was very for having children, and Oof. they let it ride it out ten years before finally like, separating. <laughs> right, and the idea was it's okay. It's a, it's an ongoing negotiation. Right, they're gonna turn turn a new leaf a few years down the line. Right? So, so it's like <laughs> you're, you're grasping at hope here, grasping at straws. Just, yes, just like yeah. right, and. I think part of it is that because you have such a great relationship with somebody that you don't want to let it go, right? You don't want to lose it, but it's like, they're not completely closed off to the conversation. It's just like, it's an ongoing negotiation, hmm. right? And I think it is scary to leave a relationship that you have something like very stable with somebody, but I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a tough call. Like, it's, it's not easy to just say, yeah, you, like if you really care really strongly about somebody, it's tough to just say, yeah, I'm going to, this is not going to work out. I'm just going to go. But at the same time, I just think it's such a important aspect of relationship to just like settle that. Because th those are a lot of wasted years. A decade is a long, long, long time. Yeah. Oh, it is so long. Holy smokes. Yeah. I, I, again, this is definitely one of those things that's easier said than done. Like, I'm sure it must be incredibly difficult. Like, I haven't really had to experience that myself. So thank goodness. But uh, I mean, I think it comes down to like, do you want to be with this person more? Or do you want to have kids or start a family more? And it's just something that I think, despite how difficult it may be, you should address it sooner rather than later. Especially if you feel strongly one way and your partner feels strongly uh, the other way. Mm. We, got, we, don't, we talked to a lot of us stuff today. I think we ended it more solemn than I think we hoped it <laughs> to be. But I hope you still had a good time, Flo. I, we apologize yeah. if we got into a different tangent than I think you hoped for. <laughs> I definitely have more thoughts on like the whole like the pressure I just I just feel like right now with social media and the fact that everyone's on time crunch and people seeing other people get married like I have had friends that well I do have a friend that saw like felt pressure to get married because everyone else got married so she herself got married but then 
divorced. Oh no! Yeah, I'm like, how long did it last? That sounds scary. For me, one year. Though. One year. One year. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh! Yeah, so I I don't want to go into detail on of course, it. Of course. By the end of the day, it's just it's really important that I find even for myself, even if like I do want to, I haven't really thought it through. I'm sure I do, but it's like I still wouldn't think too much about it, right? Mm. I, I just think it's it's no point of like looking so far to find a destination when you haven't even found that one person. And then if the more you think about that, then you're think, putting more pressure on yourself meeting that current person. Mm. And then you're thinking, okay, I need to find kids. Okay, the, who, what is this guy like? Okay, deal breaker. I need to find that great father, husband. He's out, next person. <laughs> That's kind of like putting another added pressure on top of the dating app. And mm. I just find that we are lacking genuineness these days in the world and the in this world now it's all about me 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 what do Mm -hmm. i want i want kids i want this i want that i want that but we're not being selfless enough in hearing the other person giving love to others and i think what is more important is really taking time slow and you know by the end of the day happiness is what's most important you have to make sure you're not just wanting kids because everyone else has kids you have to make sure yeah. you don't want to get married because everyone else wants to get married. It should be you, yourself, and nothing else in terms of inside your heart without external factors. Words to live Definitely by. Definitely Words to live by. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. No, it no. It was, it, was, it was so eloquent the way you put it. And I think it hit home. I think it made like 100% sense to me. Super logical. Absolutely agree. Again, thanks again for coming coming on board, uh, Flo. We would love to have you back some other time to talk Absolutely. about some other stuff on our list. But yeah, yeah thanks again. Yeah, it was fun. All right. Thanks again for coming, Flo. And uh, for our viewers out there, our listeners, give us a like and follow. And uh, we will see you next time. See you guys. Bye. Bye.